Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Morning Musings. I am so excited to be here again with Father Richard Dace, and today we're going to talk about history and the importance that it has for us as Catholics to really study and focus. So, Father Rich, I hear you're really big into history, maybe what you'd call a history buff. Is that correct? Probably pretty much. I've had a few of the kids that are in college write back and say, we really miss your history lessons during your homily. So (laughs) I guess I am pretty much into history. Yeah, I'm actually currently majoring in history at Ave Maria University and find the study to be quite fascinating myself. So like, everyone should have some knowledge of history. But why would you think knowledge of history might be incredibly important for Catholics especially? Well, for instance, the saints. If you know the lives of the saints, that's history. And it also helps you because if you're having difficulty, uh, you've lost something. It's nice to know the history of St. Anthony, for instance. And he is the patron of lost things. And difficult causes, St. Rita of Casa is another one of those. So if you kind of know their history, their background, uh, that's someone you could pray to for a specific instance. And also it gives you an example of how they handled a difficult situation. As admittedly, that was three or four hundred years ago, but a lot of things, people are people, regardless of when they are in history. People are people, so I think that really helps a lot also. A lot of people know that uh, Father Emil Capon had a lot to do with my going to the priesthood. I'd never heard of the man until I was in my last assignment was Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and Kansas was dedicating a statue at Pilsen, Kansas. That was Father Capon's hometown, and this was to be the Korean War Memorial. Well, I served in Korea, so I thought, well, what the heck, I'll go down. But when I heard his story, the only thing I'd heard before was Cape and Mount Carmel High School. And when I heard his story, Kansas farm boy, well, uh, went to the priesthood, started uh, offered his services during World War II because Kansas has a lot of wide open spaces, so it was a natural to have airfields for training. And there was one in Harrington, which is just north of where his hometown of Pilsen. Ordinarily, they don't send priests back to your hometown because I can just imagine some guy, that little brat broke my wind. I ain't going to confession to him. <laughs> so usually they send you to someplace else. But Pilsen was a Czech settlement. People spoke Czech, so they had to find somebody who spoke Czech. And so that was the reason Father Emil went back to his hometown. But he was so inspired by the pilots, he asked permission to go uh, to join the army. And his answer was about the same as uh, Bishop Coakley gave me when I suggested I go back in. He said, I have needs too. But uh, (laughs) Father Capon was probably a little more persistent than I was, and eventually he did. During World War II, he served in the uh, China India Burma Theater. At that time, I wasn't uh, a priest yet, uh, but I was thinking about it. So it was a good inspiration for me. Uh, I found his story and his uh, there's uh, two or three books uh, fascinating to read. Outside of the saints, though, there's a lot of other elements of history that can be really, really fascinating. You can see God, I think, working in a lot of ways. Like, so I think possibly a good example might be, for example, do you know the Battle of Lepanto? 
Yes. And like where it's like it's almost it feels like it's almost impossible for the Catholics to gain victory. And then it feels like almost like God is leading them on. Or the time St. Gregory, I believe, stood off the Huns in Rome where they're that like was Leo, oh, Pope Leo the yeah, Great, Pope St. Leo the Great went out and told out of the Hun to go home. And he did. So <laughs> it's like it's like you wouldn't believe it, but it's true. So like what are some of your favorite historical moments where you really see the church? Well, you've mentioned uh Leo was my uh, confirmation name, so I got to looking about uh, – my middle name is Lee, so Mom and I were trying to come up with a name. She said Leo, and uh, so I studied about it and said, hey, this guy was really cool. I, uh, yeah, this is a good one to have. Uh, so, yes, St. Leo was definitely one that and, – and the fact that he did – and another time, and I can't remember which group came in, he didn't get – they wouldn't turn around and go back. But he modified – they did uh, – occupied Rome. They did some pillaging, but they didn't do murder people or, or ravage it as bad as it would have otherwise. So St. Leo was really somebody who did a, a great job. The other thing, and I found this, a lot of people apologized for the Inquisition. They apologized for the Crusades. But let's take a step back. Okay, why did the Crusades go? Those folks weren't, uh, they said, well, the Muslims were there. The Muslims weren't there in the first uh, up until about the year 600. So they went in and conquered by the sword, and they were very abusive. You either become a Muslim or you lose your head. Now, the, the church pretty much worked with them. And let be, as long as they had still uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and the other sites in the Holy Land were open. Now, those people paid through the nose, but they got to go and visit the shrines and uh, as an act of uh, faith, as also in uh, an inspiration. But when they closed those off, that's when Pope Urban said, we got to do something. And so... If you look, there was a book yesterday that I heard that was on uh, EWTN. I can't remember the guy who wrote it, but it was the uh, Defenders of the Faith. And it was about uh, eight uh, leaders, uh, Richard the Lionhearted, um, El Cid, um, the, the guy that Dracula was named. Uh, did, did, they, took a, they took the worst part of this guy to write this then the fiction novel of Dracula. Really? So they were, um, but they were very good about, and the reason they went was not to make a lot of money or anything. They went to defend the Holy Land. And no, if I remember back. right, they spent a lot of their own money they to did. make it happen. They raised their armies by spending their own fortunes to get to go. Um, St. Louis, the king, he was one that was not quite as successful in battle, but yet his motives and his way of dealing is more admirable than any of the others. So, all, And I haven't read the book yet, but it's on my list to get as soon as I get a chance. <laughs> so things of this nature are very fascinating. The Inquisition, everybody says, oh, that was so terrible. Well, yes, it was. But compared to what the church set up the Inquisition and gave more rights, a lot of our law now of as far as having the right to do this and the right of witnesses and everything come from the Inquisition that was set up by the church. As Catholics, it's it's important for us to know our history because it's not perfect. Right. Like it's 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 still humans who are creating the history, and it's not always going to be perfect when you have humans involved because we're we're fallen. But at the same time, like 
when people come out and attack Catholicism, they point at these things like the Inquisition, as you mentioned, is a great example. And they're like, that was so terrible and horrible and wrong and bad. And Catholics should be ashamed of that to this day. And on the one hand, it wasn't perfect. And there were things that happened there that probably shouldn't have. Right. But on the other hand, there were good things that came out of it, too. And when you properly understand the history and actually read it as a historian should, which is from a reasonably unbiased point of view, right. you start to understand that, um, uh, that like, the church is, even though the humans in it are not perfect, the fundamental institution of the church is rather incredible and has done an immense amount of good throughout the course of its 2,000-plus years of history now. Well, show me another institution that's lasted 2,000 years. <laughs> good luck. Thank you so much, oh, no Father problem. Rich. We, we always appreciate you coming into the station, and I, I really enjoyed this interview, and I hope everyone listening enjoys it as much as I did. Well, if they don't... Um, they can turn the radios back on. Now we're done. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, and right. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show. 